0: to the Writer's Live Minute Podcast. I'm your host, Charvela Campbell, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with therapist Celeste Vissier. She's also the author of 365 Days of Intentional Living, which we'll delve into a little bit later in the segment. Celeste, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah, um, you know, for a while I've been wanting to have a discussion with a therapist Mm -hmm. Uh, on this particular topic that we'll be discussing. And I came across your website, your social media pages, and I thought that you'd be a great fit for this topic. I felt like it it all resonated. Um, For me, being a writer, I know personally how isolated the craft can be at times. Mm -hmm. And just having discussions with some of my writer friends, people in my circle, Mm -hmm. many of them have been very candid, Celeste, about getting the occasional blues or depression and it presents a challenge for us at times when you're either trying to start a new project or mm-hmm. finish one so i want to just kind of um get a therapist take on what may be that correlation i guess between uh, being a writer or creative and those those feelings of depression
1: so yeah um i, I didn't realize that um that, you know, that was um, a high correlation. And you're in that circle. I'm not in the writer's circle. But what I do know with people that write and do things in the arts, uh, it's not as accepted as a career choice if you live in America as any something different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so I know a lot of times, unfortunately, people um, in the arts world um, aren't able to, don't feel... Um, Like, they're able to really express who they are. Um, Because I feel like with writers, artists, musicians, you know, that's their purpose. You know, some people Mm -hmm. can just, like, play. They can just um, look at somebody, play a piano. They self-teach themselves how to, like, play an instrument. I'm like, that's That's their purpose. Um, And I don't know if our society, American society, um, embraces, you know, the arts people, the arts world. Um, and I, I wonder if that plays a role into the mindset of, of you guys.
0: It's interesting you mentioned that because I remember reading an article by this author. Her name is Colleen Story. Mm-hmm. And she wrote an article that's entitled When Writing is Hard. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read something here. Um, and I'll quote what she said. Depression is a sort of numbing of feelings or checking out. I think authors do this sometimes as a means of self-protection to face the message from the world that they aren't good enough. Mm. Writing is, isn't that something? Writing is a solitary pursuit and depression, this is the part that got me, depression is when um, it thrives when no one else is there to refute our negative self-talk.
1: Yeah. What's your
0: take on that?
1: Well, that's deep. Uh, and and uh, if you think, especially, depending on uh, what kind of family you grow up in, right? Mm-hmm. Especially um, people of color, people from the Caribbeans. Uh, they, you need to be a doctor, a lawyer, something that's going to mm-hmm. make you money. Uh, so if you say, like, I want to be an artist, I want to be a writer, people would think, like, what's that? But, you know, that's kind of, like, I feel like who you're designed to be, mm-hmm. uh, people who do that. And so... Because it's already an isolating field where it's not as embraced, now you couple that with uh, depression uh, and depression isolates people. And so now um, you're isolated and depression is winning because you're in this space alone Mm -hmm. and um, everything starts to look like what your mind, because when you're dealing with depression, your mind is going to gravitate to the negative things. If you're not intentional on trying to look at the positive. it's hard to reframe. So I can see somebody um, getting in that stuck place and staying there for a long period of time.
0: Yeah. And like, for me, I remember like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I never forgot this because um, it, it, it resonated so much. We had this guidance counselor that, pretty much did like a, um, a consultation with all of the senior class. Mm-hmm. And I remembered her asking me, she say stuff like, Shavella, you're so quiet. Um, what do you want to do when you, when you graduate? And I told her, well, I want to be a teacher or a writer. Mm-hmm. You know, what she said to me, what? You should be a secretary. Dang. I'm like, Okay. Nothing's wrong with it. I've done it. I mean, a no. living is a living, but it was, I, I was wondering from what place she was taking that. It's like, she telling me that because she thinks I can't be, right? you know, like um, I can't be a writer or I can't be a teacher. So it made me think, okay, well, people are not really understanding that writing can very well be a, a, a lucrative career. Right. And so like you mentioned earlier, I think that sometimes they do take it negatively or it's like, okay, well, this, what is this artist thing? What is this writer thing you're talking about? So it can be very easy for a writer to to kind of feel like, okay, well, they're not getting this at all.
1: (laughs) And think about what that message, and there's a, a ton of messages that people receive throughout their life. Like that's a negative message that makes you feel like, well, can I do this? Then you're questioning yourself. Maybe I do need to go into another career because it's again, that, that wasn't something that was embraced. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you have this battle taking place that you can't see inside where your heart and your soul and your spirit, everything wants to do is right. But then you're like, but society says I should do this. And so how can you find a happy medium if you're, const- if you're in this battle?
0: And I wanted to just kind of reiterate something that um, Colleen had mentioned in that article, where she was talking about how there's no one to refute the negative self talk, you know, the stuff we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. I follow a lot of other writers on, on social media and just sometimes like looking through the tweets or the comments, mm-hmm. um, there's a few of them that say stuff like, well, man, I, I've been waiting for a response from a literary agent for months. Now I'm telling like two, three, four months. And they're like frantic. Is it's like, okay, well, I'm not getting a call back or I'm not getting an email. One of them is like, oh, should I say something to them? And I could, I'm just like reading this and it's like, I could just imagine the look on their faces because it's like, they really want their work to be accepted yeah. or the work to touch people. Absolutely. But I'm, I try very hard to have a balanced view of myself and others, you know, so that it's like, okay, well, whether, even though I want people to like it, I'm doing it for myself first.
1: Mm-hmm. And so that
0: kind of helps me to balance things out a little bit.
1: Yes, that self-acceptance is one of the best things that we can all do for ourselves. Um, because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us look for validation outside. And when it comes to the arts world, right, writing, I think, you know, you, some people want to put their work out there. And so, you know, it's, if it's not accepted, sometimes it crushes people to their core. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, what, the way you're doing it is so important.
0: Yeah. And just kind of um, I was thinking, too, not just for writers, but all creatives, whether mm-hmm. it's writers, singers, artists, um, we could all just uh, right off the top of our heads. I'm sure we can think of like your favorite singers. Some of mine are like Marvin Gaye, Al Green. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to their songs, it all of the things that um, they talk about, even if it was a love song you could hear the pain in their singing in those vocals. Mm -hmm. Look at Mary J. Blige. Mm -hmm. Did you ever notice how her happy songs didn't resonate with people? Mm. We didn't, we was like, ah, that's all right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then when she dropped that No More Drama album, we all went like, we just got all caught up in our feelings. Yeah. You know, we think about even with writers, Stephen King, he says he suffered from depression. We think about writers from the past, like f scott fitzgerald you know he's known for that classic classic book the uh great gaspy all of these people whether they're singers writers or whatever they are so good or were so good at what they did but they always had some form of struggle do you think that we've sort of normalized that idea it's like saying in order for us to thrive and and be creative and do our best work. It's like we have to, quote, go through something.
1: So I think that, you know, there are some artists when they're having their best days, they put out some good, they create some good work and and everybody's process looks different.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I
1: think the struggle and, you know, there's no like, I don't have any statistics on this, but I think part of why there seems like, it sounds like you're feeling there's a high correlation with artists in like kind of depression and going through these hard times is because um, there's not no sense of community. Um, Mm -hmm. I see clients who are in the artsy world and it's a very isolating career path because you're literally creating your own lane like Mm -hmm. me as a therapist, um, there are, you know, a ton of other therapists, therapies like accept it. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's easy for me to identify another therapist. Um, but with writing, with singing, with, um, the different things, um, that creatives do, I think that they tend to do it alone unless they're in a group. And Mm -hmm. so, I can see how you're gonna find a high correlation because they're gonna suffer alone because no one knows what's going on and the way they're able to um, get their reprieve or to get that outlet out is through their writing, through their music, um, which is why in a lot of music, especially in the um, hip hop world, in the rap world, there was a lot of pain and, 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 that yeah. you, you, and when you listen to the lyrics, you was like, wow, you know, like this is like mental health. Like these people are struggling, mm-hmm. but when they wrote that, when they performed it, they felt some sort of peace.
0: It and was that- like they were performing their own therapy. In yeah. A way. Yep.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I, you know, I, I, I really think because of the isolation piece of the field because um, it's not like you're going to go to a nine to five, right? You create your own schedule. you got to be on it when it comes to putting your work out there. And so it's it's just, it's isolating, um, you know, like entrepreneurs. I'm sure there's a similar correlation with people that are entrepreneurs um, and creating their own business um, and, and with the people in the artsy world.
0: So how do you think that just for all of us in general writers creatives as you mentioned entrepreneurs how do you think people find a a great sense of balance and combat these types of feelings
1: i feel like um because it's there's so much internal dialogue taking place um there has to be systems in place right um if you're, if people aren't doing this on the side, I think people that do this on the side and have their have a regular job, they might not notice it or have it as much. But mm-hmm. people that are kind of doing this on their own, um, creating some form of community. So whether even if it's an online group that you're a part of or a meetup, I think that's important. Um, creating a schedule for yourself where um, you are doing whatever. It, field you're in, um, whether you're doing some work and you're writing down, okay, I'm going to send this email out to this person this day. I'm going to create mm-hmm. this this day. So when you have a system, you can tell yourself like I am doing something. I think sometimes it's hard to like say like, well, what did I do? You could be doing a ton of things, but it's not written anywhere. And you start second guessing yourself. So you need that system in place so that you're not doubting the work that you're putting in. People i meet so many amazing people um that do a lot of great work um but because there's no like checks and balances there's no supervisor yeah. there's no deadline they're like they don't think they're doing enough um mm-hmm. so the are satisf- they're, they're never satisfied there's um, no so I,
0: reinforcement
1: yeah there's no reinforcement and they're not lazy it's just that um They don't know, they don't know, like they don't have anybody to help check in. So Mm -hmm. accountability, accountability partner would be an amazing thing. Some kind of support, not support group, but like a meeting where you check in and um, somebody else, you know, you can find there's so many people with the Internet. Now you can find people that are doing exactly what you're doing and create a community.
0: And I think, too, um, I was talking to a friend of mine that's a writer in Canada uh, a while back and he was saying how people had started asking him, where are you? Where are you? You haven't been posting anything. You haven't been emailing us. And he was like, oh, snap. And he was like, well, I am doing stuff. But he thought, well, yeah, I really haven't been talking to people. <laughs> so I think that's important too. You know, yeah. like on one hand, we might look at it like, okay, well, I just, I just produced a whole manuscript, or I just wrote five chapters in one day. But oh, wow, I haven't been out of the house all day. So I think those are the kinds of things, too, that uh, writers need to think about as well. For me, like um, call someone and go yes. to on, just do stuff. Um, I know that like a while back, I was part of a group. Uh, we met like twice a month on Google Hangouts and we nice. just talk about our writing projects. Yeah, yeah, so It's stuff like that. Um, I think, too, what happens um, when people are struggling with their feelings, There's that sense of people not wanting to feel vulnerable, too. Mm -hmm. So even when they're feeling stuff or even when they know, hey, I haven't been out of the house in three days because I'm writing, they know they should do something, but they just kind of like, I think, just leave it because they don't want to have to acknowledge, okay, well, I need to be more sociable. I need to do this and do that. Sometimes it's just easier to ignore that feeling. And I think that's that's a part of it as well.
1: Yeah. And I think also like it's the lack of balance, especially when you get into something, when you're in the middle of writing something, you don't mm-hmm. want to stop. And um, some people, um, if they don't have a system in place where it's like at two o'clock I'm going to the gym, this is what I'm, I'm going to write it down. This is what I got to do. If mm-hmm. there's no system in place, it's easy to get off balance. And yes, you may be an amazing creator, but internally you're, you're struggling. So what's the point? And we know there's a lot of famous people that you can mention that um, were amazing artists, but inside mm-hmm. they they lived a different life, and it's that's not. I don't think we're supposed to live that way.
0: No, I I definitely agree with you. I think it definitely has to be more balanced. Yeah, you know, it's like be creative, but also be happy at what be good at what you do. Be happy at it too, mm-hmm. as much as you can. You know. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to also kind of discuss the book, too. Um, I did get my copy. (laughs) And as I mentioned to you, uh, I started with my what I love about your your book, 365 Days of Intentional Living. I like the approach you took because it's not like it's just not a book where you would read it and just shelve it. Mm -hmm. It's a journal. And Mm -hmm. I love it. I thought your approach to this was brilliant. And, Thank you. Oh, yeah, I, I love it. Um, and as you stated uh, in your intro, it's like a way of self reflecting. And mm-hmm. I think it's just a way for people to take an honest look at themselves. It's like do some work just kind of deconstructing some things, repairing mm-hmm. some stuff, just all that in between. Mm-hmm. So what what inspired this journal?
1: Yeah, so my um, guided journal, 365 days of intentional living. For a, a couple of years ago, I started to go live on social media five days a week at the same time, 12:45. I was Periscope. I would go live, and um, and then Fridays I would answer questions about mental health. So one of the things that I realized um, as I'm meeting with people online, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm talking about ways of healing and ways of process, and I'm like, oh, just journal. I grew up writing in a journal Mm -hmm. as a kid. I struggled with depression. I wouldn't have said that as a teenager, as an adult. Now I realize that's what it was, but I remember writing, um, about how I was feeling. Nobody Mm -hmm. told me this. It was just something that I did. And I remember feeling like I was breathing again. Mm -hmm. Um, and I carried that with me as an adult, but when I would talk to people, Oh, just write how you're feeling. People would be like, well, how how do you start? What does that mean? And so I wanted to give people the nuts and bolts because I, I truly believe that if we can start to identify how we are feeling, we can work on combating it. But like you said earlier, this sense of vulnerability where if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling anxious, jealous, whatever it is, if I'm having these feelings, then that means I'm weak. But the, it's the contrary. When we can identify how we're feeling, we can mm-hmm. actually be strong because then we will have more control over the way that our emotions manifest and we won't respond so uh, emotionally and impulsive.
0: I have a coworker that laughs at me. You know why? Because why? I. T- <laughs> she was like, um, sometimes she's like, you know, I ask you if you want to go to lunch or whatever sometimes. And sometimes we'll go together and then there are times when I'll go out and sit in the car. And she's like, Oh, you so you go and sit in the car? She said, you don't go in the break room? I was like, no, I go sit in the car and I write. And she's like, write what? I told her that everywhere I go, I have a notepad. Mm -hmm. And she thought that was the funniest thing. And I'm standing there like, oh, ain't that funny. But to her, I guess she she doesn't write or she, like you said, she doesn't journal. They don't think about, write your feelings. Like, what is that? So for me, I think journaling, that's why your book resonate, your journal resonated with me so much, because I'm like, this is something I do. It, it actually there are times when that helps me to just pretty much allow myself to be transparent. Yes. Um, I remember it's been almost 10 years now when my I lost three people in one year. That was one of the toughest times I've ever gone through in my life. And I, I got to tell you, prayer helped. Uh-huh. Meditation helped, being around people helped. But that journaling, I felt like that journaling, honest to God, it kept me sane. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean
0: both grandma one grandmother died, then I had a friend died in a car accident, then my paternal grandmother died. I was like, I could not process all of that grief. A lot. And so I was like, I gotta find a way to deal with this else. Mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna be able to function. You know, right. so I started just writing about how I missed them or how I would go yeah. through those days when I might've been angry about the loss. I'm like, yeah. why are they gone? I need my grandmothers here. I need my friend here to talk to and laugh with. And so I went through those days when I would either be sad or I would be happy because I think of some great memory. And I learned through the journaling, it really is okay to be vulnerable It's not a weakness. You're just acknowledging what you're feeling. So I think if I, even though I had always been a writer, I think during that time, it resonated with me more than ever because Mm -hmm. I got to work through all of those feelings. So that's Mm -hmm. why I love your journal so much. Because I mean, the first thing you see on there, that little circle, well, it's asking how you're feeling today. I love that. So I look at the little feelings chart and I'm like, well, I feel this. I feel that. So, it, and then you see the questions, the coping strategies, it's so thought provoking. So I think Oh, that, thank you. you yeah. Great, you did a great
1: job on this. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Even my kids, they, they, they don't have that journal, but they have a notebook and they write how they're feeling and they can identify if we can work on like training ourselves, our kids. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we would make better decisions.
0: <laughs> and, and you mentioned earlier too, um, with sometimes even within our culture. We just, we don't, some of us don't like talking to people about our feelings. It's like, you know, like they say, Black people don't go to therapy. And I think, unfortunately, we have allowed that notion to just exacerbate all that pain that we've been going through. And it's been a generational struggle. You know, grandmas, our moms, us, because we think we have to hold the weight of the world up.
1: Yeah. And we, we, we learn how to work around our trauma and our pain mm-hmm. instead of dealing with it. Cause we don't have those strategies, which is why I was intentional on, on writing like different free strategies. Cause it's not about money. And, um, I was intentional about that process because I realized that people don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And so people just get comfortably uncomfortable living the way yeah. they live. And then to stop and process means that That's going to stop me from being successful because in America, you know, the only thing that matters is, uh, you know, climbing that ladder of success, but no Mm -hmm. for the external, but internally nobody talks about how do I stay at peace? There are millionaires that don't have peace um, because they've climbed that ladder, but there's nothing that matched the internal part.
0: There's a lot of people at the top that are in pain. Yeah. So I, I kudos to you. I think Thank you do you. a great job. So what current projects are you working on? Are there any upcoming events? So I just actually had
1: two live podcasts. I did a live therapy session, which was amazing. Um, I, I, I podcast and um, I um, I talk about pod- things that um, can help people empower themselves. Um, I realized that not j- just therapy is taboo, but a lot of people don't have access to therapy. Uh, so I, um, you know, I came from a place of trauma and pain and I know what it's like. So um, my goal is to help people see that they don't have to live that way and they can just learn to rewrite their story.
0: That's excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Today.
1: This was awesome.
0: <laughs> it's, it's great learning and getting to know more about you and and we were able to tackle a subject that, you know, sometimes people just not always comfortable discussing because they don't want to feel vulnerable, but hopefully the takeaway, which I I think it will be the takeaway is for everyone, not just writers or creators, but in general, everyone to understand that it's okay to acknowledge when we're struggling. It's okay to feel that. Yeah. And it's okay to address it and learn positive ways of coping i think only when we do this will we produce our best work yeah whether it's you know it's writing singing whether we're entrepreneurs um and when we're healthy and when we're happy we're good for ourselves and we're good for others as well so i thank you so much i appreciate uh your your input
1: Yes, this was awesome. Thank you for inviting me. Um, This is amazing. Anytime I can talk about mental health, I'm happy. So I appreciate you.
0: (laughs) And everybody, to learn more about Celeste, uh, please, please check out her website. It's called theunitingcenter.com, as well as social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, underscore it's me, Celeste, underscore, and Facebook, Celeste the Therapist. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, take care.